Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to La Mama ETC Experimental Theatre Club, dedicated to the playwright and all aspects of the theatre. You are listening to the La Mama podcast, brought to you by La Mama Experimental Theatre Club. On this month's episode, you will hear our February Coffeehouse Chronicles with voice teacher, singer-actor, director, and producer, Barbara Mayer-Gustern. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm going to do a song from Three Penny Opera that I've always wanted to do. And it's still new to me. It's not quite in my bones yet. And I'm still a bit tenuous with the lyrics, but I think I'll be able to figure it out. Um, I was in a production of Three Penny Opera that Martha Clark directed at uh, the Atlantic Theater Company. And I sang Mac the Knife and played assorted parts. But every night I would be kind of mesmerized by this song, which is called the Barbara song. And when I decided to do it, I didn't connect the dots that, oh, Barbara and Barbara. Uh, But one thing that does connect the dots is because Barbara's birthday is on Monday. It is also the birthday of Bertolt Brecht, who, uh, yeah. So, here you go. I used to believe in the days I was pure, and I was pure like you used to be. My wonderful someone will come to me someday, and then it will all depend on me. If he's a fine man, if he's a rich man, wears a fine cravat, smokes a cigar, and if he's gallant and treats me like a lady, then I will tell him sorry. Chill up high, keep your powder dry, don't relax or go too far. Look, the moon is gonna shine till dawn, keep that little rowboat cruising on and on, you stay perpendicular. Oh, you can't just let a man walk over you. Cold and dignified is what you are. Such a whole lot of things can happen. I quietly indicated sorry. The first to appeal was a young man from Kent. He was all that a man ought to be. The second was older and bolder, I mean, and the third one was crazy mad for me. They were all rich men, they were all good men, wore silk cravats, smoked a big cigar. And since they always made me feel the perfect lady, I said politely, sorry. Chin up high, keep my chin up high, never relaxed or went too far. Look, the moon is going to shine till dawn. Keep that little rowboat cruising on and on. I stayed perpendicular. I could not just 
Let a man walk over me Perhaps my dignity went rather far Such a wonderful lot of things might have happened I simply indicated Sorry One day comes a man But what kind of a man Do you know why he does what he does He walked into my room And he hung up his hat And I just didn't know where I was He was a lean man He was a mean man Didn't own a cravat Smoked no cigar And God knows he never made me feel a lady There just wasn't time for sorry Chin up high, my chin was down my shoes And I relaxed, but far too far Oh, the way the moon kept shining on The night was nice for rowing And this girl was gone Not so perpendicular, you liar So you let a man just walk right over you Who said dignified is what you are Such a wonderful lot of terrible things did happen And now it's you can tell me Sorry. John Kelly, John Kelly, everyone, the brilliant John Kelly. Thank you all so much for coming here to celebrate the life and times of Barbara Mayer Gustern, um, who is my, not, no, like Bernie Sanders says, not me, us, our teacher, our friend. (laughs) The light of our hearts. And I think it's time, is it Michal? Uh, To bring up Miss Barbara Mayer Gustern. (laughs) This is your life, come on down. Okay, sit right here. Now, we're supposed to talk about, for the first, I have my, okay. Um, All right, Michal has welcomed the audience. All right, so, um, introduce, oh, I'm Tammy Faye Starlight, or whatever you want to call me, I don't, it's it's fine. (laughs) Anything is fine. And Barbara, we're sitting here talking like, like, uh, like we do, as, you know, with microphones. Do you, doesn't she need a mic too? That's all right. All right. Yeah, that's good. Here, you take this. I'll take this one. I mean, what are we without our phallic symbols, right? Yeah, we are. It's very true. And speaking of phallic symbols, oh, yes. you were born in Indiana, just like Mayor Pete. That's right. I was. <laughs> yes. But I was born in Boonville. Boonville. Please yep. tell us about Boonville. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, it's about 5,000 people. Nice. Maybe not quite since I'm gone, but... Uh, That's true. I mean, close. Yeah. Uh, it was a lovely little town, really, to, mm-hmm. to grow up in. Um, 
actually lots of coal mining um, and farming around. And but you're not a coal miner's daughter. Uh, no, I'm a hardware man's daughter. You're a hardware man's yeah, daughter. Yeah. And your, your father was a hardware man? Yes, my grandfather had Ed Meyer, mm-hmm. Ed Mayer. Mayer. Well, you know, it was, it was difficult because he came from Germany. And, of mm-hmm. course, in M-A-I-E-R, it's Meyer in German. Right. But uh, they, in uh, this country, people called him Mayer. Right. And he would correct them, and they'd still call him Mayer. So finally he gave up and said, okay, it's Mayer. That's good. So, um, yeah. There Did was, they think he was a Jew? I thought so. Yeah. I always thought so. I've always, I've always thought I was Jewish. I, you yeah. are. I know. I'm Honorary. At least honorary, yeah. 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 So we'll and, talk about your, can't, your working in the temple later. Oh, lots of that. I, right. I, yeah. <laughs> so Boonville was nice, and, and I worked in the hardware store, and I loved the hardware store. But I was always singing. And um, When did you start singing? Like, Do you remember the first song you ever sang? Well, n- no. That's fine. <laughs> No, but, but they tell me that I sang all the time. You know, I'm just, sure I just you, did. Did you sing in school, like in the I was, choir? Yes. And yeah, well, or, I didn't like the choir. I liked to do it myself. Yeah, it's... Yeah. it's <laughs> so if it was... Nothing's changed. No. <laughs> um, and so when you decided, when you went to college in... DePauw University in Greencastle, Indiana. Indiana, and then you decided to... Leave go off to and leave yeah. to go to you, when I graduated. You know you wanted to go to I New left York and, and uh, came to New York and went to Columbia University. Oh, and the, what did you study? Psychology. Nice. That's why you can understand, uh, you know, everybody here. <laughs> and I don't charge extra for it. No, <laughs> no, it's all inclusive. It is. Yeah. So, let's see. So you came to New York, and what do you remember the first show you did here, or? Or your first job here? Well, let me say this. Yes. I was going to Columbia uh, studying psychology, but I was studying voice, and and Mm -hmm. I was dying to see anything that I could, you know, Mm -hmm. in New York. And by happenstance, really, Uh as it turns out, La Mama was the first place I came. Well, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I I was in a dorm at Columbia, and I I was all of uh, 21, I think, yeah. And oh, look, there you are. Sexy that's me, thing. yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I missed that. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. I'm, you know. Anyway, I. You look I, like uh, Bobby Gentry here. <laughs> so, you do. So I came. Uh, and you were called Bobby Joe, right? I was called Bobby Joe. Mm-hmm. I thought La Mama was, and the East Village was, um, you know, the, the den of iniquity. And I was really and excited right. about getting yeah. to come. Good. Well, and you enjoyed that kind of iniquitous behavior. Oh, I did. Did you have a lot of boyfriends before you met Joe? I was engaged five times. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I didn't know that. What what broke them off? Because it seems like the one constant in those would be you. So what was... (laughs) What exactly... What was the indecision? I think that the ones before it um, sort of let me walk all over them. Oh. And, uh, and you were like... And I, I didn't really like that. I didn't want to be dominated, but I didn't want to feel that I would, a man would let me just walk all over them. So mm-hmm. Joe was different. He, he was indeed. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he gave me an ultimatum, and he said, either we're going to get married by July, mm-hmm. or I'm gone. 
Wow. And I thought, oh, my goodness, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I better say yes. Oh, okay. Well, sp speaking of which, because we have to bring someone on um, who has known you and Joe, your husband, Joe Gustern, brilliant singer. Yes. You both sang, you sang together. We did. Mm -hmm. You played Maria Von Trapp uh, to his captain. That's or right. Maria to his captain mm -hmm. Von Trapp. Yep. And quick we, story, real quick. Play, oh, it's <clears> very nice. When we day. went to, to do that, mm -hmm. to do um, Sound of Music the first time mm -hmm. together, we walked into the cast mm -hmm. and they looked at us strangely because the uh, producer had told them that he was bringing a couple of German opera singers. To oh, do. <laughs> and we weren't German opera singers. No, we, but we did opera, but we you weren't. Did opera, no, but we didn't. You, no, no, but your father was German. My father was, was half German. Right, yeah. and he, Joe, there he is. There he is. When oh, my God. That's, uh, yeah. I never that's, got to see that true. dimple in his chin yeah. because he always had a beard you know, when right, I knew he him. covered it. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Well, bringing, we're bringing up Brenda. Brenda. Bren, the fabulous Brenda. Brenda Broom. Yes. How long? Here. You, you take mine. You okay. No, you take. It's, no, you yeah. We can share. Anyway, that's the true story, because I was actually playing Liesl in The Sound of Music. That's right. And we were all sitting out, the children and myself were sitting outside on a bench, waiting to see these German opera singers, <laughs> because we didn't know what they looked like at that point. This is Effort of Pennsylvania. So anyway, I'll never forget the first time that we saw Barbara and Joe, and they came up the stairs of the theater and we're all looking at them and going, you know, the stars, the stars. But I'll tell you, they were the most, they were the kindest people. And they were just wonderful. It makes me cry. I'm going back to that time, my God. That was 1964. And uh, we did The Sound of Music and they were so perfect for the roles. They just were. And we were sold out, completely sold out. And I had a couple scenes with Barbara that we had that were very special. And they came back the second year. I was apprenticing at that time, working toward my equity card. And uh, so I was doing a little bit of everything around the theater. And the second year, we did Sound of Music again. But I wanted to also say that Barbara did about four other big shows. She did 110 in the Shade, where she and Joe did the leads, and Kiss Me Kate, and Guys and Dolls. Now, was she Sarah, or was she... She was, she was Sarah. Okay. Oh, yes, of course you were. Salvation Army. Yes. And I said 110 in the Shade, right? Oh, yeah. Was there... I think it was one more. Well, you said Kiss Me Kate. Kiss Kate. A Three Penny Opera. That's oh. the one I'm forgetting. Yes. And... Yes, back to him. And we just got so close, especially the second, the second summer. We really did. And they became kind of like my family. And when I moved to New York City, I definitely had, they were my second family. They really were. But I, you know, having known Barbara for so long, you are somebody who's always been there. Um, and you're an amazing friend to this amazing woman. Yes, it's funny. Joe called me daughter number two oh. because it's true. The dog was daughter number one. Oh, it really was. <laughs> Solly. Solly was daughter number oh. one, yes. Well, that's lovely. And, and, and we just stayed friends forever. And Yeah, you've she's been my family for everything. Yes. And mm -hmm. I think we'll get into more everything later, but now we'll bring up... 
Who do we bring up? We bring up Rosanna Vitro. <laughs> the jazz bird. Rosanna, do you want to... I... Do you talk or do you sing? Should I move? I, I believe oh. that it says live performance, few words about Barbara. So I think the live performance would be first. Whatever you want me to do, Tammy Faye. <laughs> Uh, I, I have to say, though, that um, I'm, I was in deep vocal trouble when I first met Barbara. Uh, she had turned me on to Neville Carmichael, uh, a voice doctor who she um, had been recommended to me, and he recommended Barbara. And I was coming out of Arkansas, Texas area with my first passion after theater and rock and roll was Janis Joplin, and I was trying so hard to be Janis Joplin. And I didn't have that gravelly voice, but I was trying to make that happen. So I was in big trouble. And, when I, <laughs> and so I went to Barbara, and I'd, had, I'd studied some classical music at, at Manhattan School of Music, and, but I still, when I sang rock and roll, just couldn't, you know, I'd have to, I didn't have any control switches. And Barbara set me straight, and I have been studying with Barbara ever since 1992. And so it's been a long time, and she's um, also good friends with my daughter, uh, Sarah Elizabeth, who is uh, an animator and just had a little, a little baby. That, and, and Barbara married, since she, she officiates weddings for any of you out there that wants to get married again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Barbara did a fine job of marrying those two, and it was a, it was a joyous day. So it's just, um, you know, one thing that I want to brag about that I facilitated uh, with Elizabeth Tombulian is a book that Barbara has written that we haven't published yet. And I'd been on her for the last five years or so uh, to write a technique book because uh, she is a witch. She knows whatever kind of singer you are, what you need to do to help you. And um, I still haven't gotten it all straight, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that book and keep working with it, Barbara. <laughs> Hopefully we'll, we'll have it published this year, right, Elizabeth? Yeah. This is the year, 85th birthday. I think it's time to release the book. Yes. <laughs> all right, Barbara asked for this song. And I think I'd like to start Roboto, and then we'll kick into time, okay? A little Irving Berlin. <clears throat> Blue skies smiling at me There's nothing but blue skies do I see blue birds singing a song? Oh, there's nothing but blue birds all day long. Never saw the sun shining so bright. Never saw things going so right. 
Noticing the days hurrying by When you're in love, my, how they fly Blue days, all of them gone Nothing but blue skies from now on Pretty blue skies do I see blue birds singing a song Oh nothing but pretty blue birds all day long I never saw the sun shining so bright never saw things going so right noticing the days Hurrying by when you're in love, my how they fly. Blue days, blue days. Shop, shop, ya do da ya Oh, 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 From now on. I thought I should <laughs> Rosanna Vitro and her pianist and her pianist and bass player. Lee Tambulian and Alma Alabaster. That's a cool name. Yeah, just sit, just sit. One, this is like, a, like the Tonight Show where you, yeah, once you're out, you're out. Um, um, so, Barbara, before we bring up the next guest, I, I wanted to ask you, um, when did you realize that you had this gift for teaching voice? Or did you start before you knew you had the gift? I started before I knew. <laughs> okay. It's, you intuited. I, I was at a party, and I was at a low point in my life, in my career. Uh, Joe was doing well, and I hit this thing, and I wasn't. And uh, psychologically, I really couldn't handle that. And uh, so I was a mess. And I was at this party, and I started talking with this older lady who happened to be a voice teacher, and I was telling her my woes, and she said, uh, well, why don't you teach? And I thought, yeah, sure. And she said, well, American Musical and Dramatic Academy is always looking for good teachers, and I thought, good teachers, I never, you know. So in desperation, actually, I called them and uh, went over and had an interview, and they said, well, good, um, do a demonstration lesson. Okay. All right. So I did, and they hired me. And that was that. As soon as I started teaching, I realized this is where I was supposed to be. This is oh. it. Well, it's not unlike performing. It is performing, you know, oh, in my is. house, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. It is. So uh, not that I sing a lot, but, yeah, I perform. You perform. <laughs> it's... But, um, 
truly, I, I always go back to this thing that there's this Quaker hymn that says, "'Tis a gift to be simple, to be gift to be free. Mm-hmm. "'Tis a gift to come down where you ought to be." Oh, well, and this is it. I know, you know, it's where I'm supposed to be. We're all so lucky. I to am be lucky. Recipient? Oh. No, we are. Oh. Not you. <laughs> Like no, Jesus, no, um, no. You have the burden of all of us, but um, you are a gift to all who know you in every way, and um, and speaking of gifts, we have an example of Barbara's brilliant vocal prowess and or technique um, with Sanda Weigel, who is going to come up and sing a cappella. Nice shoes. Always my phone. Oh man, oh man. Okay, good. Yeah. Saviors. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, I just want to say, I must say, um, I met Barbara, or started to be her her student, 18 years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, this was when I just finished high school and Barbara finished college, right? (laughs) Was it? Yeah, I think so. Um, Was it a good joke? I think so. Um, so the Amanda Galas was the one. Um, I was searching around for a coach because my musicians told me, you need a coach. And uh, <clears throat> then I happened to uh, meet Yamanda and I asked her, she said, I know the best one, the very best one. And uh, so I went uh, to see Yamanda at Joe's pub and... Uh, after the show, I went to the dressing room. It was such a long line, of course, and many people in front of the dressing room. And all of a sudden, there came a little tiny woman in a brown fur coat, long, beautiful woman with a beautiful smile. And I thought, this is the queen. <laughs> the queen without a hat and without a crown. So the real queen. And then everybody made space. And then Barbara went to the dressing room door. And Yamanda came and she hugged her and said, this was a wonderful show. And the next day or two days later, I pushed two, four, six. (laughs) That's how it started, right? And I cannot live without her. <laughs> really. So I'm going to sing a song. She loves this song, a, song, a Romanian gypsy song. And uh, <clears throat> it's a song for Barbara because it says, World, life, I cannot get, I cannot live without you. I know people get born 
and then they die, but I want to stay there forever. <laughs> Happy birthday. <clears throat> Luma, 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 so Up. We do have to bring up uh, Barbara Blyer, um, who is going to, and I know you want me to bring the family up too. Um, AJ, we want AJ to come. Now, AJ is Barbara's grandson, and yeah, you can sit or, or AJ, um, yeah, you could do anything you want, man. This is your town. Um, 
And AJ, here is a mic. And do you want to say anything about AJ, about AJ's mom? We don't have time because I talk all day and all night. He's my heart. Well, that's it. He's my heart. All right. Uh, so as she said, we're getting short on time. So I won't, I won't take up too much. Uh, but needless to say, I wouldn't be here without her. I wouldn't be anything. Um, Self-love is a really hard thing to learn. And many of us take it for granted. And many of us never get there. I never thought I would. I didn't think I was even going to live to be 20, to be perfectly honest with you all. But because of her and the gifts she's given me in my life, um, she makes me believe in the man that I want to be. And that's the greatest gift that I've ever received, I think. So I'm going to play a song. (laughs) So this song is kind of like how I'm always bouncing from place to place and always jumping from one thing to another and how I used to drink a little bit too much. But that's all behind us now. He wrote it too. Yes, this is an original. I'm the best at the Irish goodbye Couldn't tell you why I leave each night Without so much as a parting word I suppose it's the devil to blame Always whispering which words to say So I built my walls too tall For even the birds to fly above But I know I'll break it down One empty bottle at a time I've got an endless supply of Beer, whiskey and wine I'm the best at the Irish goodbye Can't say why I consistently Skip the tabatal March from bar to bar In search for another mark That might just fill my cup When will I lose My last friend in the city When will this well of luck run dry? I pray to God that I might just someday live forever. But the Almighty leaves me in a flash. And I'm left with empty pockets and the tab. I find Jesus at the bar. He keeps turning my wine into water while I ramble on, but I can't seem to find the right sins to confide. The right sins to confide. The right sins to confide. Oh, that Christ 
gave me the old Irish goodbye again. Goodbye again. Goodbye again. Goodbye again. Thank you. AJ, that was beautiful. I never knew he had such a lovely voice. I just want to say one thing about Barbara that amazed me when I started to sing with her, which was also because of Diamanda Galas, because a girl in my acting class, Julie, said, well, my voice teacher teaches Diamanda. And I, even though I had a voice teacher who was wonderful, I was like, I got to study with Diamandas, and I didn't know that I would be getting this treasure. And my stuff can be a little um, untoward, but Barbara was not phased by anything I, I sang, and she would encourage it. And when uh, AJ was singing that Irish song, I was reminded of an Irish song that I used to, uh, that I wrote that I used to perform for you um, called The Cunt of Shannon. Yes. And <laughs> maybe one day we'll revive it. It's, maybe I'll sing it one day. Yeah, yes. you can sing it. It's, it's up for grabs. It's a, and now... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, there we go. We've all descended there. There goes the neighborhood. I know. Well, oh, let's not. I can't get started. I can't stop thinking about press conferences right now. Um, so anyway, uh, I can't start thinking politics right now. So um, anyway, speaking of Barbara has worked with actors um, and performers and one that I'd like to bring up now is the wonderful Ms. Barbara Blyer, who Barbara has directed Barbara and Austin Pendleton in several cabarets that they've done together. Um, and here is Barbara. Hello. You can sit like... So... This is really an honor to be up here with you. I met Barbara about, what was it, six years ago? I think so. I think it is. Yeah. I can just put this down here someplace and I won't knock it down. But I did make a few notes. Yes. Anyway, um, I, at the time, was taking an acting class with Ms. Tammy Faye Starlight. And we were working a scene together. I believe it was Tennessee Williams. Yeah. And somehow in a rehearsal, it came out that we were both singers. And we started talking, as singers will do, about, you know, our voice teachers. And Barbara Blyer played Carnegie Hall when she was four. And I have a grandson who played last year at 13 at Carnegie Hall. But anyway, um, so I was explaining to Tammy how every voice, I've been a musician my entire life, and every voice teacher I ever had tried to make me into a soprano. Now, I am not, as you can probably tell by my speaking voice, a soprano. And Tammy said, you've got to go and see my voice teacher, Barbara Mayer. I said, really? I don't know. Now? Yeah? Oh. Anyway, I did. 
I, first I asked Tammy, what kind of teacher is she, like opera or musical theater or what? And Tammy said, Barbara will help you to sing whatever it is you want to sing in the way you want to sing it. And she said, I have a feeling you will become very good friends. And Tammy, as Tammy will be, was right on both counts. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> One of the most important things that I learned from you, Barbara, is that it's never too late to change one's life um, and to let somebody help you do that. It makes me think of the story about Pablo Casals, the world-renowned cellist, when someone asked him in his 90s, why do you still practice? And Casals answered, because I think I'm making progress. (laughs) And... With Barbara, I have really made progress. I mean, I'm not a soprano. I never will be a soprano. But damned if I don't have close to another octave at this point. (laughs) Uh, She's a wizard. I mean, she's a miracle worker. You struggle with a note, and then she says, why don't you shape your mouth this way? And the note pops out. Like, there's no problem with it whatsoever. And I stopped thinking about voices high and low. Uh, She used these wonderful metaphors, like you're carrying a silver tray filled with champagne glasses, and it's just about here. And you want to keep it afloat without dropping a single drop of champagne. So the breath goes under that. And, yeah... It just made sense. Anyway, after about a year and a half of studying with Barbara, I decided I was ready to start singing again. I had been off it for a while and mostly acting. And I was out in L.A. and decided to do a solo show with the wonderful composer and singer Michelle Browerman. And... I loved it. It was like I was back home. So when I came back to New York, um, Barbara and I talked about a show. And I had been in the past working with Austin Pendleton a bunch of times through the years. And I said, let's see if Austin wants to do something. And of course, Austin wanted to do something. Austin always wants to do something. So I asked Barbara if she'd direct us. And Barbara said, I don't know. I, I, I haven't directed before. But our adventurer here stepped into it. She did it. And she did it brilliantly. She did it in a way that was intuitive, insightful, creative, and collaborative. And that collaborative made us kind of a musical family. Um, Barbara and Austin and me and Paul Greenwood, the pianist that we work with. It was just, you know, we've we've done a bunch of, of things together since then. And Barbara, I've been fortunate enough to have Barbara be a guest singer at some of the shows. And, of course, she brings down the house. Ah, Barbara as a friend. As soon as we met, 
there really was a sense of chemistry. I mean, we grew up in very different parts of the country, um, and even so, we had shared many experiences and saw the world in much the same way. Um, even though she was the shortest girl in class, and I was always the tallest, somehow or other, um, we just knew what one another were thinking. And Barbara said the other week that we're twins, only one egg got transported to Indiana, and the other stayed in New York. And I really want to thank her, and I want to thank Tammy for introducing us, because my life would be very different now without having met Barbara. Sorry, grabbing the mic back, <laughs> like the catty girl I am. Um, but anyway, speaking of Barbara's, you know, coaching, teaching performers and directing, we now have, Barbara has become the doyenne of the downtown cabaret scene, as you saw with John Kelly, and we'll have a few more um, coming up, because Barbara, you know, has also taught Debbie Harry, um, who's had some success, I think. <laughs> Um, she's done okay. And Penny Arcade, who is here, and um, she also has taught Machine Dazzle. <laughs> and Machine is going to sing tonight. Tonight, this afternoon. Sorry. Right I'm hastening. Yes, right now, dear. <laughs> you look. That's right. I hope that's okay. No, no, I love them. I didn't make it. I love thrift store shopping. And I just, I'm obsessed with camouflage. It's not a political thing. I love it as a design. <laughs> I swear. This, I, no, I'm having the opposite problem. <laughs> there we go. Uh, well, just before we start, am I allowed to say just a few things about Barbara? Am I allowed? Um, the first time that... Um, we well first of all I met you out I knew a lot of people who know you and um, and we had met at parties and I remember I was performing with this little group this genderfuck group called the Pixie Harlots and it was like me and thank you me and Daryl Thorne and Maddie Crosland and we were going to do something we are going to sing with Joey Arias at Joe's Pub and we were just like well we needed none of us had had voice before and so we decided to like go and see you do you remember that and we were what was that place up in like 34th 40, no 38th 7th uh, that place anyway so um, I don't know how I used to sing but after that, I, after that first lesson, that insight, I was never able to sing the same way ever. I learned um, where it comes from, and I don't know. There's this whole like thing that I didn't know was there the whole time, and it's like, wow, it was there the whole time. And now, like, I don't even know how to sing. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where it was coming from before. Anyway, so that's it. And um, last year, I did this. Um, big show. It was my first big vocal show at the Guggenheim part of Works in Process. And um, it was called Treasure. And the song uh, show was about my mother. And um, this 
song that I'm about to sing, I would sing a cappella in Barbara's bedroom. <laughs> you know, it's always funny to see, you know, do a little a cappella when, you know, in my head I know where the, what the music is, but, you know, we would stare into each other's eyes and I would sing this song and, you know, there's that, you know, that portrait on the wall, the guy with like the bat, you know, he's going to give it to me if I don't do right. And then, the, you know, the bracelet that says obey on the, on the nightstand and, and she's always telling me to keep that throat open. You know, I'm like, okay, just pretend, just pretend. And um, anyway, this song, <laughs> this song is about, um, this song happens midway through my show and it's uh, about when I started um, taking ownership of myself and I started really making my own decisions instead of my parents. Okay. Welcome to my sex life red light go scenario. Mr. Fix-It's got some tricks to extend to my vehicle. Listen up and listen good to my little story. Maybe it'll help you out the next time you are horny. Pulled into the station, I was empty and your whole been looking for some service and I'm nervous and I'm hoping your resources are valuable I don't want to deplete if you could spare a little crude I will call our time complete Welcome to my sex life red light go scenario Mr. Fix-It's got some tricks to extend to my vehicle Love to take the front seat sometimes the back Shotgun is an option if you want to watch the hunt. Now the road's not always safe and the path's not always clear. So no funking me with poison, no filling me with peer. Do it till it's full, I've got a long road ahead. Don't spill it while you drill it and let's put this bitch to bed. If you find it, you can wind it. You can forth it and July it. You can he it, you can she it. You can bird it, simply be it. Rip it, tear it, turn it, wear it. Hide and seek it, burning tree it. When it's time to move it, never ever lose it. Choose it. Welcome to my sex life, red light go scenario. Mr. Fix-It's got some tricks to extend to my vehicle. Keys in the ignition and my tank is feeling fat. See you on the highway, boy, next time I have a flat. See you on the highway, boy, next time I have a flat. sit, you can do whatever you want. Michal has asked me to ask you, um, this is my yes. Israeli accent. Michal, all right? <laughs> all right. All right. Michal wants me to ask you, um, do you, how do you teach? How do I teach? Yeah. How do you, what, like, 
Let's say some, do you want to do it now? Bring somebody, somebody just from the, do we want to have a, like a little, a little demo of Barbara's teaching without somebody that she doesn't know, which is almost impossible here. Let's have a volunteer. Anybody up there who, yes, you with the, with the Russian cap. Come on up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As she makes her way down. Yeah, that's good. Just keep it. Yeah. I think we need one more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. Thank you. Here we go. And your name is? I'm cheating. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's right. Debonair. I know her from Facebook. Allergy attack in the past week. I had a major allergy attack in the past week. But um, and bronchial problems. But um, am I? And I am. No, no, I'm not contagious. I was tested for everything. It's not pneumonia. Coronavirus. It, no, it was. A, it's an environmental toxin poisoning, mold. You can have this. And so. you didn't bring it with you. No, it's mold in my apartment. So I'll be okay. Oh, all right. So let's go over. So. So I am having problems right now in my throat and everything, so just give me a technique to open it up. Come over here. (laughs) I'm super post-nasal drip city. (laughs) We can do this. Thank you. All right. So the first thing I do with a new person is to... um, just do a, a really simple vocal lease and so I can not only hear what they sound like at the moment, but also I can see what you're doing. Okay. So this may be a little tricky, but we're going to do it. My throat is tight from the okay. nebulizers and crap, okay. but anyway, let's So we're not going to worry about any okay. of that whatsoever, okay? Right. We're just going to jump in and whatever happens, happens. Okay. Either they're going to think, well, we'll see what they think. Okay. But, all right, I'm going to give you five tones, and I'm going to start in a, hopefully a place that will be with your condition will be easy. Okay. Uh, so up and down, just. Good, okay, good. Let's put it down a little bit more. Now we're going to put it up, okay? Let's do one more. <laughs> Just give it a shot. Okay. Go. Good. Excellent. Okay. So, so let me make a few quick observations, all right? So you have a nice instrument in there, okay? Even with your cold, all right? Um, the first thing I would say, I'm not even going to go into depth about breathing or anything, but I'm just going to say to you right now, I would love for you to think about a big magnet above your head and a big magnet under your feet. Okay. And you're being attracted equally to both. Okay? okay. You're not stretching. You're allowing the just energy the to do flow. it. Okay? okay. So think about that for a second. Yeah. Okay. So the middle of you becomes strong. All right. So let's go up 
to the top up here, and, and let's think about you, the hinge of your jaw. Can you put a finger in there? Yeah. Okay. And a thumb on your chin. Find that hole, okay? And so just, just open it a little bit, and then think about a hole right above your nose, okay? On the inside, we're going to think to breathe way in the back at this level, just almost like a snort. Okay? Okay? Oops, started, I started something there. Yeah. Okay. So right at that level, can you take your breath and feel the breath from the back all the way to the back of the head coming forward? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, from that point, I want you to take your finger and put across your teeth, okay? And we're going to take a little five tone, just down this time, and do just a ya, 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 ya from there, okay? Okay, that's great, but let's just make it simple for it. Just a yeah, 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 yeah once. Because I want to move around, okay? Oh, sorry. I'm contradicting myself. We'll do your five. I'll follow you, though. Good, now I'm going to do one more. Let's try that one that you were afraid of a while ago. Great. What did you feel? I felt the, the, the tones, you know, being able to get into my head. And right. My, so you weren't, didn't feel here, right? Ear, okay. So All right. Here. So um, when you take your breath, when you go home, remember you're going to breathe as though you've got a hole up here, and that's going to open up the hinge of the jaw, and that's going to relax the back of the tongue, and take your jaw behind you. The jaw does not drop. Every voice teacher in the world says that jaw, drop your jaw. Well, I'm sorry, that's bullshit, okay? okay. <laughs> your, your jaw swings back and up. Right. So is Surprise. It more your tongue, then? It's more your tongue. Surpri- Instead of your jaw, is it more your tongue? No, the you jaw and the back? tongue are married. Okay. If, if you tighten one, you tighten the other. Right. But if I free the hinge of the jaw, I'm making lots of space in the throat. You can feel it. Surprise! I feel like I've got air on my head. I have no brains, only air. Air. Okay? okay. All right. So you don't want to think high is up and low is down. You're going to think on a oh, continuum that is back to front, front to back. So low notes start closer to the front. High notes start further back. How do you achieve this? By the way you shape the vowel. So if I widen the vowel... Brighten the vowel. If you see ah, for instance, if I say ah, that's for the lower notes. That's wider. As I go higher, I have to go more towards the ooh. Okay, ah. Okay. All right. That gives me the space I back did some and work up. Like that with the consonants a long time ago. Consonants <coughs> and vowels. Okay, vowels. consonants are not sung. That was vowel work. Vowel. Yeah, vowels. Right. Okay. So so. Wider for the lower and longer for the higher. Okay? Now, everything you sing, every solitary thing, up, down, middle, I don't care, sits on this platform, this stage that we create. We build a theater. Every time we take a breath, we build our theater to sing in. Okay. So we build a high, wide proscenium arch, 
a deep stage, a lot of fly space, and a big basement. You taking any more new clients? <laughs> Talk to me afterwards. We'll get together. Okay. No, I'm not done. Okay. Just a little more. Okay. So you build high, wide proscenium, right? Deep stage. Now, this means that when you take your breath, the soft palate back there lifts and spreads across the back. The back wall of your, of your throat, the pharynx, the very back, right. is going to move away from the tongue, and the tongue is going to just drop down a little bit, relax down a little bit. Right. So you have kind of what I call a, a periscope. And I attach this to my tailbone and bring it up the backbone and around the crook of the inside of the mouth and out here. So you, you build your stage across the hinge of the, across the top of the nose, mm-hmm. across the hinge of the jaw and back. This is my stage. I never, everything I work, everything I, I, I sing, everything I speak walks on that stage. There's nothing below it. It's on this. So where we just got you to breathe, that's where you're going to stay, okay? Don't think about your breath as being something you have to labor to get in. That simply ties you up. Let it fall into you. It's a vacuum. Right. So let it fall in. The ribcage is going to expand in all directions. The, um, the neck here, we want to float. We want the head to float off of the neck, okay? And we want to feel that tailbone. We want to feel we're anchored, all right? Okay. Thank you so much. Debonair, Debonair, thank you so much. John, yes. Uh, and now we have a performance by Barbara's wonderful student. Yes? John Sanito? Sanuto. Sanuto. Oh, because it's, is that? Yes, okay. It's, okay, John Sanuto. That I should be you. Now I have to keep in mind everything Barbara just said as I sing. <laughs> but I've been hearing that over the past 20 years or so anyway, so it's right there and right here. Yes, hi everybody. I'm John Sanudo. Yes, I've been with Barbara over 20 years. Thank you. But I haven't been counting, so I'll just make this quick. I just want to say I'm so honored and so grateful that Barbara's asked me to sing to today. I'm so happy to be here. I'm also going to be singing on Monday night at Joe's Pub with everybody, and uh, I'm really excited about that. Um, I just want to say I, I too, <laughs> was having some vocal problems when I found Barbara Mayer. I had gone to an, hi, I had gone to an ENT doctor, and I was looking for a new voice teacher because I don't know what happened. I, my voice, I just couldn't produce the same sound anymore for some reason. So he said, oh, I know a teacher, and he recommended Barbara, and that was that. Um, I just want to say, you know, that, uh, what can I say? My voice gets stronger, it gets easier to sing, I hit higher notes, and, uh, and I, I'm not, I used to have, even if I had a cold or something, I know how to sing above my cold now, I know how to sing if there's too much mucus and stuff, and, you know, it would always get in my way when I had to perform or whatever, now I know how to deal with that. Uh, and go on and perform anyway. Um, I just want to say that Barbara is... Uh, I just What I love about Barbara is that... Um, and she said this. She said she's the happiest girl, girl in the world, as you saw earlier. 
so humble and grateful and she's one of those people who just loves what she does and that comes through her work and then that comes through all of us because we love what we do and she's sharing everything she has with us and uh, and Barbara also is really the example for pick yourself up, dust yourself off, start all over again. So this song, I, I just wanted to do this. I was what? You were the first student. The first student? Yes. That's what you told me. No, not longest. Not first. Oh, longest. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I think you might be Really? How would you know? Me? The... <laughs> 22. So this song that I wanted to sing, this is just something Bar- I've done in my lessons with Barbara. It comes from a musical called The Act, which Candor and Ebb wrote for Liza Minnelli in 1977. It's a very beautiful ballad called My Own Space. Maybe some of you know it already. And I, you know, I, Liza's never, I've never heard her sing this outside, in her concerts or anything. I, and I don't know why, because it's one of the most beautiful ballads. And one thing I remember about that show is walking into the... Uh, walking into the box office to buy tickets and thinking, oh my God, the tickets are at a sky-high price of $36 for orchestra seats. (laughs) And here we are today. my own space a little time with my own thoughts in my own space some place to run some place to hide where there is no one else but me To meet inside, I love you more than I can ever say. I love you more and more and more with every passing day. Allow me light. A breath of air Leave me the only thing I own We cannot share Just leave me that Sweet love of mine Just leave me that Just my own space And we'll be fine I love you more And more and more with every passing day. 
allow me light a breath of air leave me the only thing i own we cannot share just my own space sweet love of mine just leave me just my own space and will be going because we have the, the king of the castle right here, Nikki Parizo. Where is Nikki? You don't need this when you're going there, right? Yeah, okay. Oh my God. All right. Um, as many of you know already, I'm I actually work here at La Mama. I'm one of the. I'm the uh, curator of the cabaret space called the Club, which is under renovation. And uh, if things go well, as they're supposed to, but you know, contractors are contractors. Uh, the Club, uh, which is at 74 East Fourth, will reopen. We hope spring 21. Or uh, fall 21. In the meantime, uh, we do what we can. And um, I, I, last year, I made a piece. I, I came out from behind my desk. <laughs> and I, I, I performed again. And I said, oh, my God, I think I have to learn how to sing again in a certain way. And that's how I found Barbara. And, you know, I'm, uh, everyone here does know that I'm out every single night seeing my uh, colleagues and strangers and perform, perform. And um, uh, so many of them, who you know, have been studying with Barbara. So I came a little bit later, but uh, hopefully you can see some difference here. <laughs> so um, this song that I'm about to sing, uh, there, are a lot, there are some threads here this afternoon. Uh, it's by Kurt Vile, and it comes from a, a show called Knickerbocker Holiday, which I didn't learn uh, till much later, uh, because I knew it first from a movie that I used to watch on like at 11.30 at night on, on our black and white TV in Flushing, Queens. Um, and it was a black and white movie. And the star of the movie, it was her last film, uh, was Judy Garland. So we have Liza, and now we have Judy. Uh, 
And um, she goes back to London to find the kid that she never knew that she had. And um, her ex-husband is played by none other than Dirk Bogard, as if, you know, he'd be married to any woman. But, um, <laughs> but that's her ex in the movie. And she's there, of course, to sing at the London Palladium. And, you know, most of the numbers are these big brassy numbers with an orchestra. But there's one in the middle of the movie where she's, you know, in this quandary of, you know, meeting her son and meeting her ex-husband. And she's all alone on that stage. And there's just a piano playing for her. And she sings this song. I've been running through rains And the wind that follows after For one certain face And an unforgettable laughter I've been following trails I've been staring after ships For a certain pair of eyes And a certain pair of lips Yes, I've looked everywhere And I've looked without wings And I found a great variety of interesting things. I've been following signs. I've been searching through the lands for a certain pair of And a certain pair of hands Yes, I've tried a kiss here And I've tried a kiss there For when you're out in company The boys and girls will pair But it never was you It never was anywhere you An occasional sunset reminded me Or a flower hanging high on a tulip tree Or one red star hung low in the west Or a heartbreak call from a meadowlark's nest Made me think for a moment Maybe it's true I found you in the star In the call In the blue But it Never was you never was anywhere you 
anywhere, anywhere you Nikki Parizo. Beautiful. That was lovely, Nikki. And I think if Dirk Bogard were to be married to any woman, it would probably be Judy Garland. <laughs> or her daughter. Um, so speaking of you have so many you have so many um, metaphorical, you know, um, as you would call them, soul children here today. I do. We and do. we have an, we have a surprise for you. Know, you know she's here. Um, we have the wonderful songbird Carol Lipnick. Ah, yes. I love you, Barbara. I don't know what I'd do without you. I thought I was unteachable. That's why I have a cat of nine tails. What? That's why I have a cat of nine tails. I'm really scared of Barbara, actually. Really, she's terrifying to me. <laughs> So I try to do what she says. <laughs> How the years all come upon us, all that effort to make one pearl. How the years all come upon us, all that effort to make one pearl. This is the story of the oyster and the sand. You are the oyster. I am the sand. You formed me to a pearl. Now that's who I am. I was the glass that fell off a table on a ship and shattered into shards that swept into the ocean, turned to sea glass, turned to sand. No, I don't mean to hurt you with my splintered shadow. Just cover me in your coats of iridescent splendor. Let me live within 
about teaching Carol. How do you do that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> whoa, this is a big one. Um, well, you were careful, my first voice teacher. Carefully. I t carefully is the word, okay, for a number of reasons. Okay, it's an exquisite voice. And um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. You don't want to make a mistake. So you really think about, well, I guess I do that with everybody. But, I mean, I do, yes. But there's a, a real responsibility um, that comes with molding a voice because, because the voice is not just a voice. It's the whole human being. It's the whole purpose. It's the soul. And... Carol, when she first came to me, had so much of this, but it didn't all come out because 
the way you were singing, you weren't really allowing everything that you had. Like, you just didn't know to come out, okay? Um, I didn't know what the first thing about what I was doing. I was just like a, 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 a mockingbird imitating artists that I liked and putting them all together. So one, one of the uh, no big... Technique. Sorry. No technique. Okay. Just imitation. One of the big things we work on all the time uh, is trying to unlock that jaw, right? Trying to get the hinge of the jaw to behave so it doesn't stay closed and right and so on. And people, you know, people have habits that, that they grow up with from ever, from ever, from forever. So it's not always easy to break those habits. And uh, I try to devise um, kind of ridiculous things so that the body will accept it. If you know, if you tell somebody, don't hold your jaw or, or your jaw is tight, but they're going to say, well, sure, of course, yes, I know that. But if you give the body something to do that's so outlandish, it doesn't really question it because it doesn't have anything to compare it to. So we do all of these, like a baby. We do a lot of really weird things like that. Encourage your jaw, yes, to open up more. Um, we work on spreading the ribs and letting the breath drop down and support those long phrases that she sings, right? And, uh, and, and another important thing I never really thought about, but I hear it now when I listen to other singers, is when, when are you going to take that breath? in the phrase, in the line that you're singing. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times I would sing something and then Barbara would say, why are no. you taking the breath there? <laughs> and I would say, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So working with Carol is working with a multitude of things, not just on the technique uh, of how to get it out, but sometimes uh, really exploring in her lyrics... Um, Levels, uh, meanings, uh, how this is reflected in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, there are just so many things, you know, that you deal with. It's not just uh, making a note come out. It's making the soul come out. Is that- is that sufficient? <laughs> I think so. And I think, you know, we're kind of close to wrapping this all up. And there's, I, I think so. That went fast. Yeah, it, it did. And um, because of your, you know, your energy, what you put into everybody here who has performed so beautifully that it's, everybody is just a satellite of you. Not to take away anybody's individuality or autonomy or tremendous gifts but you have allowed those gifts to flourish and it's it's really lovely you you do this for people i remember that you know you used to say that i you were my soul mom and i remember after various family members the first person i called when my mom suddenly passed away was you and i just felt an instant bond with you um not that i hadn't before because that was 2009, and I'd studied with you since 1998. But in that moment, I really, uh, 
I knew that you would understand in a way that, you know, so, that nobody else could, in, in a sense. And I'm very grateful for you. Um, and I for you. Well, please. Um, but, you know, I think now we can, everybody who has performed or who doesn't can come up. And I think that, uh, where is Lee? Oh, John, does John have a story? Uh, Michal says you have a story. Michal says you have a story. Come here. Come on. All right? Over here. No, what are you doing over there? I mean, not really, but, you know, I started singing um, in clubs to Music Minus One. Oh, he's kneeling for me. <laughs> with an enormous moxie and absolutely no training. Then I studied briefly with uh, Ira Sif, the founder of the La Grand Chena Opera Company, who's also one of the moderators of the Met Broadcast, and he would crack me up when he would demonstrate. So I, and then I studied with Drew Minter briefly, but his career was this huge counter-turner career. So, and then with Peter Elkis, who had been married to Friedrich von Stade in Italy, I worked with him. But his technique was about just opening up, but it wasn't, he gave me no actual tools that I could rely on. And, and but working with Barbara, I finally re, uh, understood those tools and was able to, you know, work with them on my own when I, when I was not with you. So you really gave me the tools to uh, both work with what I had, but also to understand what I was doing. And that's, I wish I'd met you 30 years ago. I would. <laughs> <laughs> you too. I'm sorry? When you coach John, how do you, how do you coach John Kelly? <laughs> how does one coach John Kelly? You know, this is difficult because in a way... I would say that, that there's something that runs through what I do with everybody. But on the other hand, I would say I don't deal with any one person the same way. You, you have to, when somebody comes for the first time, you have to assess what seems to be the sticking point. Uh, but you also assess how is that person going to take Remolding or criticize. Well, I guess criticism in in that it's saying something is wrong. Um, boy, some, with some people you have to be really, you know, walk on eggshells. John, no, no. He's he he was anxious to find what it is that's not working, and do you have something you can give me that will work? Um, as much as I hate to say it, sometimes things are a matter of trial and error. Um, well, I don't hate to say it, because I don't have a pat formula. I don't have a, a little booklet that I hand out that says, you do these exercises and you're going to be fine. I make things up on the spot. I use all kinds of crazy imagery. I'd, I'd love to tell you this if we have time real quick. Do I? Have time? Um, so I talk about uh, you having your... Everybody has their own menagerie inside them. They don't know what, but they do. And so they have a lion, a tiger, a, uh, a lion, a tiger, an owl, and a cobra. Okay. So they look at me like I'm crazy, which I am, but that's all right. Um, so the, the lion lives here in the base of the throat. And the lion constantly goes, rawr, 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 right. Now try it, try it. Rawr. 
Okay, so if you're going roar, 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 the lion would not be happy and he'd bite you. But if he goes roar, 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 and this is all open, the lion's happy. So that's the openness in the base of the throat. You have to have that. All right, then the, um, the lion, the tiger. The tiger sits at the back of the soft palate, and he's going, he's looking at his prey, and he's going, <laughs> okay. That's the arch and the height that we have to get on the back of the throat, okay? Uh, the lion, the tiger, um, the owl. Okay, so there's this t- tall tree that goes above the soft palate, and at the top there is the owl going, whoo, whoo, whoo. Okay, that's, yes, all right, good, yep. That's the pathway to the upper voice and the beauty in the, in the voice. The tiger is the carrying power and the height of the breath. And then down at the tailbone, sitting in front of the tailbone, is the cobra, and he's all curled up. But when he's excited, he springs up to his full height, and he puts his hood over everything. That's the breath. Well, Barbara, you're amazing. And I think if we could get just the key of C, I think we all know this one. I skipped 20 minutes of, but uh, what are we talking about now? The ministère? You want to talk about the, 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 your charity? Okay. Yes. So Monday night uh, at Joe's Pub, uh, I'm producing this uh, birthday benefit um, called If Music Be the Food of Love. And I live across the street from Holy Apostles Church, and I know the work of their soup kitchen so intimately. And when I was thinking about this 85th birthday, um, I thought, you know, here you are. You feel like you're 22. You're doing everything you ever did and still doing it, and uh, some of them not so Coaching. good. Coaching a Tony-winning Broadway show, being yeah, a vocal yeah. coach on Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. So anyway, I felt just ridiculously grateful and I thought I have to do something for the world and um, I thought what a better thing to do than feed people and help the soup kitchen I know their work, I know it so well and they do so many things for people besides just feed them so I just thought okay, that's what I'm going to do I'm gonna, and uh, so I'm in the throes of um, getting to Monday night I have, Joe's Pub wants to kill me because I have so many singers. Um, If I make it through, you know, if they don't kill me, we're going to have one hell of a good time. 
and here, just fabulous people. Um, I know that we have to close, but I can't leave. No, no, we have time, and I, we have time. And then after that, we're going to Pangea and have a party. Yeah. Just blow the place apart. Um, I just want to say, first of all, that I am so um, astounded by this, this happening and this, the, all of you being here. I, I, thought, I mean, I kept thinking, you know, she's mistaken. She doesn't want me to do this. And I just couldn't imagine um, being in this situation, really. Uh, and so I didn't think about it very much, you know. I kind of buried it a little bit because I was so busy with the Joe's Pub thing. And then all of a sudden I walk into this and I think, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is just, just unbelievable, you know. And, uh, I am, am a person of gratitude. Um, for this one, for sure. And, and for all of my students, and I do love them dearly. I, I, I do. I mean, they become family. Um, I love people. So I'm, I love all of you, and I'm so glad you're here. I feel like I'm young. I feel like I'm very young. And, and, and I'm already planning, what am I going to do for my next, the, the next 85th birthday? Right. And I wrote, I wrote it down, but I, I was so kind of befuddled with everything. I, I picked this up instead. I have my cousins, four cousins coming to, be, to come to the show Monday night. So I had written them a note, and, and what I wrote, I thought I wrote, instead comes out, Dear Cousins, booze is out. Turkey breast is in the fridge. Asparagus on stove. Casserole in the oven. Maybe turn on the oven and take off the top so that when I get home, we can finish up things and eat. Uh, make yourselves at home. Two in one bedroom, two in the other. But that's not what I was supposed to have written. But Oh, all right. Anyway, well, thank you all. I, I, oh, oh no, I was going to say that, you know, I'm co-hosting the event on Monday with the fabulous Penny Arcade, and if anyone can talk on the fly, it's Penny, and I don't know if you want to come and say something about Barbara. Here, I'll be Phil Donahue, hold on. I know you don't. <laughs> I think the key thing about Barbara over the past Let's see, 2005 to 2000, over the past um, 14 or 15 years that I've known Barbara, is that I've watched Barbara bring a community together. And I think that that is um, what's really special, and that given Barbara a place where she could be not an elder, but a participant, and she could contribute the way you've been able to contribute to everyone. And, I mean, the thing with Barbara is, as we know, Barbara treats everyone equally. So everyone is in Barbara's circle. And so that circle keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, which is what we're going to be dealing with Monday night. <laughs> so for myself, um, I met Barbara when I was very ill. I was on the hep C medicine for, um, for uh, hep C, and 
on interferon, which is a very, very, very terrible medicine, and they don't use it anymore. And Debbie Harry had invited me to her party, and I said, oh, Debbie, I'm, I'm just really ill. And Debbie said, well, if you can get dressed and come, I would really love for you to be there. And I thought that was quite an exceptional request. I mean, she doesn't need me at her party. So I pulled it together and I went, and the, um, uh, it, it was in um, Diane von Furstenberg's um, husband's um, atelier in the West Village, which is like a huge space like this, and then had a very narrow staircase that went upstairs. And I, the, the real party was up there, and I just didn't have the energy to climb the stairs. So I was kind of sprawled on this, um, this kind of couch, uh, without arms, and I was laying down, and I looked up behind me, and I saw this teenager, and it was Barbara, <laughs> and she looked so young, and I said, hi, I'm Penny, and I was about 12 or something, and she was like 15, and she said, I'm Barbara, and we started talking, and I told, she figured out who I was, and um, and it was just a remarkable meeting, and really our relationship hasn't changed since then. And I am an um, infrequent student, um, but now I've become a frequent student, and I'm starting to understand what she's talking about, and she'll, she'll let anybody study with her, believe me. <laughs> she'll let anybody study with her. She has absolutely no boundaries. And um, this has been a wonderful experience because it's really about community. And you've, you've created a community around you. And you've linked us all up because, you know, there's fewer and fewer ways that we can participate in community. And right now, one of the strongest ones is around you, Barbara. See, I knew I could. I just want to say something. Uh, just want to say something. Just want to say something. Uh, Barbara said before, she's not bringing only out the tone, the sound, but also the soul. And you also said that you studied psychology. I didn't know that. But I have a daughter. I have two daughters. And I have a daughter, like she had a daughter. Uh, a little similar problems. I have, um, she's kind of difficult. And she doesn't want to go to therapy at all. She refuses. So I sent her to Barbara. <laughs> really, I don't really, I don't like, it's really the case. And she is now her therapist. I mean, with the singing lessons, of course. But not only. And she really changed her. So, um, and she's much cheaper than any therapist in the world, I can tell you. So I want to thank her. <laughs> I'm not talking about yeah. me, of course, but I just want to say oh, okay. she brings out the soul because she really gets to the soul of the people. She really understands everybody. I mean, I know a lot of her students, and right? <laughs> And, I, and me, uh, in the first place, I know how she does this. It's, so it's not only the tone, 
is the soul. So she really understands you how. So that's very important for a singer. You, you, should, never, um, you should never reveal the secrets when you're a singer, right? Oh, I guess so. You know. It's a secret. But, but I'm telling you, this is the, 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 the best secret. That you have to understand how somebody feels and thinks, and that's what she does. Thank you. And if anybody else wants to share, since we have a little time, does anybody? And if you don't, oh, AJ, what? Oh, and I, I, Lee is going to sing too. Okay. So yeah, I just want to thank you guys again all for coming. Uh, Penny mentioned community, and it's like, as a member of the Millennials, we don't fucking have that. Uh, we are horrible at it. Uh, but I look at her, and I see this web of love that she has created in her life through all of you. And it, it's just so amazing. It's just, it makes me believe what's possible for myself, for my generation, for the people around me. And she's truly extraordinary. She's saying, I just feel like a normal person, but you're really not. You're really, really special, Bob Bob. Like 100%. Yes. And did you say Lee wants to sing a song? Oh, AJ wants to sing. All right, yeah. So okay. we have a little bit of time. I wrote a song for her. Uh, looks like you have something you want to say, maybe? No? Okay. Uh, yeah. What? Oh, she she is a, a uh, she is a minister. In case anybody needs any, you know, marriages, uh, marriages. She doesn't. Yeah. So thank you for the church courts. Uh, all right. Now, AJ, where are you? Why am I talking like this? Um, go for it. If you come on Monday, you'll hear this again. Uh, all right. I wrote her. I, don't know, I wrote this for her for the benefit on Monday for Christmas. Um, Many of you are some of my oldest friends. Like, honestly, some of you have known me since I was, like, what, like this big? Uh, I talk about it in the song a little bit. You hear me talking about crawling under the piano. Uh, and, you know, maybe some of you have come to our house in Pennsylvania and things like that. So uh, thank you all, again, for being part of her life, for being part of my life. We're all amazing. All right, here we go. There's a pick in there. <laughs> A New York City sunrise, an Indiana breeze. These are the memories that bring boundless strength to me. Spices from the kitchen, voices from the walls. Oh, how many times I crawl. I crawled, I crawled, I crawled Through the halls Like a dog Or a cat 
perhaps. Now I'm under your piano. You're distracted with the keys. Your endless line of students smile as they pretend not to notice me. We'll find ourselves in Pennsylvania. We'll share ourselves within endless herd of deer. I brought you an angel. I heard you like them. I still can't believe a place like this is real. I know that it's very hard to burn like a neutron star, but I beg you, yes, I beg you, oh, burn, baby, burn. Burn, baby, burn. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Would you? One more. I just want to thank Michal. Yeah. All right. That's what I want to do. I, I, I can't tell you the. I don't even have I don't even have the words to to tell you what this thing is like for me. I mean, it's amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Barbara, thank you for everything and thank you all for coming, for performing, for being here and thank you Barbara for you. Thank you. Thank you guys very much. What What? Say something. What? I no. I don't have to sing. Yes, he is phenomenal. Filippo. No, I think people want to go. Okay. 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 So and Emma. And Emma. Yes, of course, Emma. Emma. Yeah, I think, you know, people are getting up, they're like, oh, okay. Take one group picture. Take one group picture? Uh, do you want all right, you can go leave all right. I don't know. Um, oh my god. Alright, this is a song that uh, Barbara's daughter Katie loved. AJ's mom, Katie. So um, Oh, yeah, this is a C. Delta Dawn, what's that flower? Am I in the key? You have on. Could it be a faded rose from days gone by? 
and did I hear you say he was meeting you here today to take you to his mansion in the sky. She was 41 and her daddy still called her baby. All the folks around Brownsville say she's crazy. Cause she walks downtown with a suitcase in her hand. Looking for a mysterious dark-haired man. In her younger days, they called her Delta Dawn. Prettiest one you ever laid eyes on. And a man of low degree stood by her side. Promised her he'd take her for his bride. Now we go up. Oh, Delta Dawn, what's that flower you have on? Could it be a faded rose from days gone by? And did I hear you say he was meeting you here today to take you to his mansion in the sky? He was meeting you here today to take you to his mansion in the Barbara Mayer Gustern. Thank you all. La Mama, me fall, everybody. Thank you for listening to the La Mama podcast. If you enjoyed this and you would like to support us, please subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, or your podcatcher of choice. To learn more about La Mama, you can visit lamama.org.